I am here with former board chair and now co-chair, and I'm so excited. Dr. Millie Myers, thank you so much for stopping by this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been such a part of the radio station for such a long time, and we have these wonderful conversations. Uh, you've helped me with fundraising down there, uh, and it, it's, it's a challenging job for that. Uh, what, fundraising, fundraising and board yes, chair yeah, or all of the above? All of the above. All of the above. Thank you for taking your time and making it happen. Uh, it's been a labor of love. It really has. And I know that uh, you have lots of stories to tell. Um, is there something that uh, is really special when you think about WQED-FM radio? Yes. I won't quite admit to being old enough to remember when it came on the air, but I became aware of it uh, early in its existence. I was a regular listener. But what really kicked me and Bill Frederick, my late husband, over into being supporters was a trip. Uh, it was a PSO tour in, I believe, 2003. Uh, and I was just joining the PSO board at that point. I went on the tour. Bill and I went. We were sitting at an outdoor cafe in Salzburg. And along comes Jim Cunningham, mm -hmm. whom we knew slightly because right. we were supporters. And so Jim sat down and had supper with us. Uh, and Bill started asking him questions about the support model and this and that. And we learned a lot. And one thing we learned was how dependent WQEDFM is on individual supporters. That basically two-thirds of the budget mm -hmm. came from individual support rather than from corporate or government, which we hadn't been aware of. And that was the point at which we became FM Angels. Uh, and that was really the beginning of our even deeper involvement and my ultimately then coming onto the board. Coming onto the board and being a huge part of what uh, continues here at Classical QED 89.3. So you talk about Salzburg and having uh, the dinner with Jim, but I understand there's something about a hotel room in Berlin, possibly, <laughs> that's a good yeah, story? Yeah, that's a story I've told so many times I might as well tell it on the air. Might as, as well. well. <laughs> uh, it's really a compliment to Jim and how hard Jim works on tour with the PSO. This was, I believe, 2011, um, and I went on that tour as a board member. Uh, Bill was at home here, but I went on that tour. And uh, Jim was doing the twice a day. Uh, and, and when you're there, you realize how Jim runs from the end of a concert to then do the evening uh, report here. So uh, we left the hall in Berlin, because Jim had asked me to go on air with him for that one. So we left the hall in Berlin and raced across the cobblestone streets, me in my high heels, you know, oh, uh, to the hotel. Uh, and we go into Jim's hotel room, and it was literally Jim's hotel room. So it was a small room, but it was set up as his studio. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of the equipment was there. There was w literally one chair in the, in the room. It was kind of a desk chair. And so Jim insisted that I take the chair. And we did this entire interview with, uh, you know, Jim practically in my lap, sharing, <laughs> sharing the microphone, doing this interview from Jim's hotel room. Uh, when it was over, actually, my husband called from here and said, 
oh, you and Jim sounded, it just sounded so calm and cool and collected. I said, yeah, you should have seen the situation, <laughs> which we did it. So yeah, that's the story of Jim that and me and wonderful. his Berlin. But it, it proves how hard Jim works and what he does to make those tour interviews work. I know that he does so much, and I don't think he sleeps when he goes on tour with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Well, that is correct, because mm -hmm. he does everything, goes everywhere. Uh, thanks to Jim, I, after another one of those concerts, got to go upstairs to Maestro Honick's dressing room, uh, where we were greeted, Manfred will love this, we were greeted by, by Manfred in his undershirt at oh. that point, uh, <laughs> because it, he was so warm mm -hmm. and you know so he had taken off his jacket uh, and Jim was interviewing him and I got the wettest hug I'll probably <laughs> ever get as a result of that so yeah Jim just goes where where the story is he really does uh, you talk about how you became involved with uh, classical QED 89.3 did you have music in your background as a youngster at all yes I grew up in a house where my father was an opera lover. Uh, the Metropolitan Opera was always on on Saturdays. Um, he had a lot of records, old 78s, um, of opera music. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that. I grew up with, uh, we were very much uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein and, and more classical Broadway uh, kinds of things. Uh, I took piano lessons as a kid. So I sang in the high school choir. Uh, at, at Peabody High School. So yeah, I did grow up with it, and I think it makes a difference. I think it really does make a difference, and just getting classical music out there into the classrooms itself with the outreach programs that are happening and the uh, programs here at uh, WQED, uh, it's really educational and just going out there and making sure that the kids know how important classical music is. I'm, I would like to think we have so much new technology now, we can do so much streaming and that kind of thing. I'd like to think that in the future, maybe through the wonderful education work that's done here uh, at WQED, that we can do even more of that. I think we will, and I think we have. Uh, congratulations to the Education Department, but uh, I feel so blessed to be a part of WQED in uh, the past uh, 50 years. I've been here 22 years, and it has been a joyride the whole time. So I'm curious, you have that fabulous Berlin story. Is there a story that you haven't told that's a great um, example of uh, Jim and uh, QED? Well, there's actually a picture on my professional website, a picture of me that I use that was taken by Jim Cunningham uh, in the grounds of uh, Wagner's house uh, in uh, outside of uh, Lucerne, I guess it was. That was another tour, and we were in Lucerne. And a group of us went to see Wagner's house, uh, Jim and I among them, and Jim was taking pictures. Uh, and I think it wound up at one point as part of his tour blog, but it was one of the better pictures of me I've ever seen, so it wound up on my professional website, where it still is, although uh, the picture's a lot younger than I am at this point, but, the, <laughs> but it's still up there. <laughs> Dr. Millie Myers, thank you so much. Now, uh, co-board chair for the uh, WQED Multimedia, and uh, looking for and hoping to find a new CEO. You worked so closely with Deb Acklin, and uh, I know the two of you were very good friends besides working together. We were and we are, and I'm actually delighted to have this opportunity 
to say, to be able to report that Deb is doing very much better at this point. She uh, has been through a lot of horrible treatment. She is still having treatment. She still has challenges, but she is so much better than she was. She is able to get out and about a bit. She is able to do things that she likes. Um, and she, I always say, you know, can I tell people about you? Can I? And she said, please do, and please tell everybody I love them and I miss them. We miss her too. And uh, Dr. Melly Myers, thank you so much for taking some time. I know you're going to go back and do a Zoom call and uh, mm -hmm. continue that search. Yes, we are. And Deb's shoes are very hard to fill. Very but, hard. But we are going to, we have a fine search committee of the board uh, and we are going to do our very best for uh, WQED. And I would like to say on air, as I have said on other occasions, that uh, whoever comes in as CEO of WQED, our commitment as a board to the classical music side of WQED is firm and strong and will remain so. I will end it at that. Thank you.